Welcome to Flight School. It is the hometown week. Hometown dates for your final four. Folks, it gets no more dramatic than this. Welcome, and thank you for making this Friday a fly day with Flight School. It's Brian with my co-host Sean, as always. Glad to have you all here. This week, obviously, had a chance to be somebody's one shining moment as we hit the final four. And we had our hometown dates. Sean, any initial thoughts as we get going? You know, we have Hannah Ann, Kelsey, Madison, and Victoria F. Really fired up to talk about these episodes here. Uh, hometowns are my favorite. Excited to get after it. Yeah, we're we're just going to get right after it. First hometown date, and probably the sanest of the four, was Hannah Ann. She takes Peter Axe throwing. He was pretty terrible at it, from what I recall. And so that first half portion where they're one-on-one touring the hometown, they seem to have a pretty good time. Um, And one of the more... Kelly found it romantic. I'm sure others did as well. Peter wrote Hannah Ann a letter to match the one that she made for him. So that was was very nice. Warm feelings all around there. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, first off, axe throwing, great idea for a date. If I'm trying to intimidate a man into marrying me, I'm going to put an axe in my hand and I'm going to show him how good I throw that thing. Okay, Hannah Ann, you know, she had a little muscle in it. I thought she threw it pretty well. She threw it better than Pete. Pete was a little bit of a bitch, quite honestly, but hey. That's... I'm noticing a theme to your comments this season. <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of just been a common theme with Pete. Pete, bitch. It's just kind of a sentiment at this point. Um you know, uh, the letter from Pete, very predictable, very predictable, but kind of somewhat necessary, I feel like. Yeah, you got to reciprocate at that point. Or if, if someone delivers you a message with 20 things they love about you, you at least got to tell them that you somewhat love them back, right? So, um, you know, Pete, the whole idea of writing a letter like that is very corny. I said that last week, um, but... At some point, you just got to do certain things that you don't want to do or you don't normally do. So, good job right there with that. I didn't read any of the... I kind of fast-forwarded right through it because I hate sentimental shit like that. It just makes me uncomfortable. Like, it's just like, ah, like, it's just... I could not tell you one bullet point of things that he loved about Hannah Ann. But I could tell you a couple bullet points of what I like about Hannah Ann, but... You know. <laughs> I'm guessing Pete didn't write that. Pete, Pete probably didn't put down the same bullet points that I have. Yeah, you know, you and Pete are very different people, and I think you're happy about that. Um, So then we get to meet the family. We're going to fast forward through the boring part of Mom Seems Pretty On Board. We're going to talk about Dad here for a second. The thing that I took away most from Dad was he kind of looks and talks a lot like former U of M head coach Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, there's a special place in hell for Rich Rodriguez, okay? (laughs) And apparently it's in Tennessee. 
I was going to ask you, is that where she was from? I didn't pay attention. Nashville? Um, yes. Yeah, yes, it right. was. That's yeah, because it was Tennessee, Virginia, Alabama, Iowa. Okay. So, um, yeah, well, he currently resides as Hannah Ann's father in Tennessee. And he's very skeptical of the whole situation, which is actually a pretty sane way to view things at this point. But, you know, he he talks to Pete when they're one-on-one time, and he's not particularly confrontational, but he does say to her, do not tell her you love her unless it is 100% certain. Do not tell her you love her unless it is going to be she's getting the final rose. Just don't do it. And much like many of Rich Rod's plans over the years, this did not go well, because as soon as Pete got outside... No wasting a breath tells Hannah Ann that he is falling in love with her. And she says it back. So, uh, nice try by Hannah Ann's dad, Mr. Rodriguez. But Pete has told her now that he is falling in love with her. Which, if he ends up with Madison, I'm sure that was a real awkward watch this week. But, hey, such is life. You know, you got to put yourself in the father's shoes here. If I'm sending my oldest daughter, which is a case with uh, Hannah Ann's dad, to be on the show The Bachelor, and she makes it to the final four, she's on the verge of becoming famous, and I saw a douchebag like Pete walk into my house, and I go, damn, my daughter really went away for four months to bring this guy home. I would do whatever it took. To I scare wish our that listeners could see Sean right now. I, I'm at, like I actually see Dave Kosky forming in your eyes as we speak. He's ready to pound the table. God forbid Shelby ever brings home somebody like Pete. The Kosky men may make sure that he doesn't reappear. Listen, I know my sister, and I know she's bringing someone nothing like Pete home. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I guess that's a positive. Uh, well, you know, it depends how you look at it, but... I'm I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. But anyway, you know, this guy Pete walks in there, and, you know, he's got the skinny jeans on. He's got this fucking weird-ass smile. I would be disappointed, too. And I would do whatever it took to get Pete out of my house and out of my daughter's freaking pants. And well, then, he tried. Um, but his defense was about as good as Michigan's circa 2009-11. And at the end of the day, Pete was still running away with what he wanted. And I don't know, anything more on the head and hometowner? You know, just in general, I just want to acknowledge how awkward this has to be for the other three women. And even the one who wins this contest watching last night's hometown. Because, you know, I just imagine, you know, Hannah Ann or Madison or Victoria or Kelsey, whoever it may be, you know, gathering with their family you know, let's just say Matt Pete picked, picked Madison. Madison's family sitting there watching. Pete going to another family's house. Look another man in the eye. <laughs> another father. And goes, I'm seriously falling in love with your daughter. And then the next week you're going to another girl and you're doing the same shit. Like, that whole concept just blows my mind. And I, it's just unhealthy for a relationship, I feel like. I, I mean, it's almost better if they didn't watch the episodes, because, but how can you not? 
Oh, they definitely watched. You, you have to watch it. They definitely watched. Um, you're gonna be such a good dad. <laughs> Just a lot, of, a lot of positives coming out of tonight. Uh, since we're talking about former Michigan coaches, we'll keep it in Big Ten country, and we go to Iowa for Pete's hometown date with Kelsey. Um, it starts with them making their own wine, and they're doing grape stomping. This might be before your time, because this is back before YouTube was really a thing. Did you ever see the Grape Fall video? No. I all right. Simple no. For all of you listening, go to YouTube now. This video was actually taken off the internet for a while, but type in News Lady Grape Stomping, and it's one of the funniest things you'll see. If you want to pause this show right now and take a few minutes to watch that, I'm fine with that. I made your life better. But, so they do that. Uh, nobody gets injured. So that's a plus. And here's where things start to go south. She tells him that she's in love with him. And she's putting herself out there. Kelsey, your Midwest champion. And... Pete says, that makes me really happy. He may as well have just said thank you at that point. And at that point, you got to think poor Kelsey is. And by the way, Kelsey's kind of become more likable and sane throughout this season. And at this point, though, you're thinking she is up against it and she's in trouble. Yeah, Kelsey, uh, you know, as I said before, she is a Cinderella of this tournament, game show. Uh, she's a 14 seed making a run to the Final Four. She's at University of Loyola Chicago. But guess what? She just ran into big U of M, taking them down to get to the national championship. Uh, and Sister Jean is not here to save her. <laughs> yeah, Sister Jean doesn't watch The Bachelor. She's got better things to do. Yeah, I actually hope she's focused on far different things. Um, so then... And we won't spend too much time on this, but overall, Kelsey's family was pretty receptive. This was drama-free. Mom gave her... Mom basically said, please don't break my daughter's heart. And you really feel like there's bad news pending on that front. But overall, it was a very normal C-plus hometown date where nothing went particularly bad, but you sure feel like darkness is up ahead. Yeah, you know... Going back to the wine, not a bad idea. I think making wine be cool. I think, you know, it's cool to take out, step on grapes. It probably feels great on your feet. It's probably very therapeutic. Uh, yeah. I've never done it before, but I would love to, you know, make some wine. So, uh, not a bad date choice there. Uh, I don't, I didn't know they really had big wine, wineries. Is that what it's called? Vineyards? Oh, in Iowa? Yeah, in Iowa. They, yeah, it, it's the Napa of the Midwest. I thought maybe they'd just ride a tractor, maybe race some tractors, um, you know, maybe throw some, do some corn peeling races. I don't know. That's what I think about when I think about Iowa. I, I did think corn would be involved. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed by that. Maybe they'd make some bush light with some barley and hops. Same concept. But, hey, they classed it up. Good job, Kelsey. Now... 
We go to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I what? wasn't, I wasn't oh, done. Oh, well, I keep wasn't, it going. I wasn't done with uh, Kelsey yet. Oh, all right. There was more meat on the bone. You know, there wasn't a lot of meat, but, you know, I'm the type of guy who, if I get KFC, I fucking, I take it down to the better. Sometimes I just break the bone, okay? I'm getting deep into the bone marrow. That's the type of guy I am, okay? Um, you know, back to the falling in love, and she didn't say falling in love. She says she's in love with him. Oh, There's yeah. a difference there. Yeah, that's worse. I mean, that's that's <laughs> basically like, hey, I love you. Let's get married now. I want you to be my baby daddy. Like, let's get after it. All right? And it takes some kind of darkness in a man, and I think we all have it, to look a lady in the eyes that says, I love you, that you know you don't love, kiss her, walk into her house, Eat her daddy's food. Throw your fucking feet up on his chair. Look her mom <laughs> in the eye. Like you're not dating three other people. The rage is palpable, folks. <laughs> you're not dating three other people. And your mom says, don't break my daughter's heart. Listen, mother. Okay. Mrs. Kelsey. I don't even know what her last name is. It doesn't matter. But, but listen here. Okay. Let's do the math. I'm, not, I'm a big guy at math. I'm not really good at math, but I'm a big math guy. Four women, 25% chance for each of them. None of which are from Utah. Mormons. Mormons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. I am going to break at least three hearts to start. And with the track record of The Bachelor and Bachelorette success, I'm probably going to break the fourth in two or three months after and have an affair with some porn star that slides into my DMs on the on Saturday night because, you know, that seems to happen for everyone that just joins into The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, no judgment from me, but, you know, Mom, what do you expect? I'm, uh, I'm going to sit here and say, I'm going to marry your daughter right now. Cal- I had to pick four, okay? There had to be four hometowns. There's certain regulations that you have to meet as a bachelor. He, if he had his choice, he'd probably only have two. You'd probably just have <laughs> Hannah Ann and Madison bang it out, literally and figuratively, and to see who wins. Obviously, we'll find out later why that won't work out for Madison. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, Kelsey, you you had a good run. I don't want to give any spoilers yet, but I think you guys are kind of... Uh, Hopefully you watch the show too and you know what, what happened this week. I hope it, you guys just aren't relying on us. If you're listening, it's Friday morning. If you haven't watched already, this is on you. Mm-hmm. This is completely on you. I, I don't care about the spoiler, but we we won't talk about the conclusion just yet, but clearly darkness is looming. We, we, good, on, we good on the state of Iowa at this point? Oh yeah, we can move on. All right, well now we are moving down south to Alabama. We are moving to our number one contender, the crowd favorite, one Miss Madison Pruitt. And for sheer entertainment value, I enjoyed the hometown date. I enjoyed seeing the Auburn campus. Bruce Pearl has always been a favorite of mine. Getting him involved with The Bachelor only took both entities up a notch in my brain. And they shoot around, they play some basketball. She's better than him. Shocker. Um, Charles Barkley was pretty key as well. They, they, they got a lot of good pieces involved on this one. 
All I have to say is War Eagle. Yeah, that. If I, I never really had a strong take on the on the on the Iron Bull one way or the other. War Damn Eagle, baby. War Eagle. Listen, even Scam Newton couldn't screw up this hometown date. You know, she takes him right to Auburn. Did she go to Auburn? She did. How did she not hoop at Auburn? That's my question, because, I mean, how good are they actually at Auburn? Where, I saw Madison, I mean, she had a handle on her, we'll get to that. But, you know, I love the idea of bringing her to one of the, or bringing Pete to one of the most, you know, traditional powers in the South. Uh, Bring him on campus. But, you know, if I walked on campus, if I was in Pete's shoes, let me just put myself in dream world here and let me be Pete for a minute. The only time I want to be Pete is when he's with Madison. Good but, clarification. But and actually I want I'd want my whole body and my mind instead of Pete's because you know Pete's just a So basically guy. you would just like to switch places with Pete. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wish Pete was doing the the, the uh, podcast on me being the bachelor. I would strongly this would be a solo act. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a solo act with occasional interviews. Anyway, you know you know, you're walking around Auburn's campus, you're realizing, man, she lived that close to you know, the football stadium, because she pointed out how close she lived to the football mm-hmm. stadium, how she could just walk to the games, and, I, you know, immediately I'm just thinking, man, she was probably the biggest groupie there was. You know, the football team probably had to love her. The basketball team probably loves her. I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of history there that I would think originally before knowing Madison's true faithfulness to the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, walking into the basketball arena... As soon as Charles Barkley came on the board and threatened me, basically saying, don't break her heart, I would have gotten on a knee right there. I would propose. Chuck would have done it for me. Because you're looking at Charles Barkley and Shaq at your wedding there. Yeah, and just at that point, just end the show. They'll find a way to fill the next three weeks. Bring in Tyler Cameron to duke it out with the other three, and we're fine. Yeah, just move on to Paradise already and, you know, Maybe we just follow Madison for a couple of weeks. You know what? You, you actually triggered a bullet point. You don't know. We'll come back around to this, or I'll forget completely. But just, I'm going to try and remember Paradise. True. Okay, so, you know, then Bruce Pearl walks out, who's a legend. Yep. Absolute legend. Huge Bruce Pearl fan. Bruce Pearl, I wish he was my grandpa. Another story there. Anyway, you know... I just, what my main takeaway from this date is. She's Madison, too good for him? Matt, well, I've, I've known <laughs> Matt for a while. Madison, there's two type of women in the world. Nah, there's more, but oh, for the sake, okay? There's wifey material and there's breeding material. Sometimes you get the rare form where their breeding material and wifey material meet, boom, and then it becomes wife. And that's what Madison is. She's perfect to breed with for her pure athleticism, you know, basketball knowledge. Your your kid's grandson would, or grandfather would be a coach at Auburn. Athletic kid you probably have. Wifey material, woman of the Lord. Obviously, drop dead beautiful. College educated. College, college at a fine educated. SEC institution. She, her sole job is to get foster children parents. I mean, the woman is a saint. 
Yeah, th- this this thing could have ended like three days in. And, you know, Madison, there's a lot of good men out in the world. Don't settle for Pete. Please don't settle for Pete. That's all I really have to say about the, the basketball stuff, aside from that she has great handles. Uh, I was very impressed with that. Pete was terrible. He hit a lucky three. They probably filmed that about five, ten times before he hit one. No less than five takes. I also realized they were playing by ones no matter what. Pete hit a three. They only gave him one point. That's Traditionally, fine. that should have been two, but regardless. Um, Madison probably won that one-on-one game. Um, great date. Great date, Madison. I love you. Yeah, just great job overall. You do bring up an interesting point of... I'm cheering for Madison to win because she is a winner, and that is what winners do. And on the flip side, Madison ending up with Pete. Don't know if I'm in love with that conclusion. There seems to be a better story out there for Madison. Yeah, more than likely. Um, so we meet the family. Uh, just wholesome... Fantastic family. You can tell that they just love each other deeply, and it's all good over there. Um, I just want to bring up the special plate for those of you who don't watch or haven't watched. Each family dinner. Listen, I haven't had a family dinner with my family in the 23 years of my life. Okay, we grab our food. Even on Christmas, we grab our food. We go sit in the couch. We don't even sit in the same room. We watch different TV shows, and we eat. Okay, to see Madison's family sit at the table where they talk about a special plate and each night someone has a special plate and before you eat, you have to compliment the person with the special plate. I thought that was tremendous. Truly tremendous. Yeah, I I could not feel better about the Pruitt family. I, I just want all of them to win at everything. Um, Dave, if you're listening, get the damn special plate in the Koski household. Um, I, I think it would just be great for everyone involved. Or maybe it wouldn't fly, I don't know, but give it a shot. Hey, Dad, Dad, Dad just give me the plate and start complimenting me, baby. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want some love. Mom, you could love me for once. Dave, I know you're listening. Yeah, we know how big a fan si- you are. Side note, you know, I don't like getting too off track, but I realized, you know, my mom, she's sitting there and she's telling a story about me, and I realize a pattern here. She always starts off the story with, this is how stupid he is. So, like, I lost my debit card. I went to the bank to order a new debit card, and I had no cash on me, and I had no gas in my car, and I forgot to get money out of the bank to fill up my gas, which I get it. It's stupid. Okay? I, I, I truly do. Maybe I was hoping mom would give me a handout or something. But the lack of respect sometimes my mom gives me... <laughs> And this isn't just a one-time thing, or else I want to bring it up. Don, you're getting the plate, too. She always calls me stupid. <laughs> and I could use a compliment from yeah. you, Mom. That's a that's a very different plate in the Koski household, but... <laughs> Don, Dave, you know I love you both. But get a damn plate. Just get a plate. Um, and this leads us to Pete with dad time. Mom seemed relatively receptive. Moms all seem to like Pete, which... Good for him. Good trait to have. And Dad, with probably one of the more realistic takes and heads on his shoulders, 
regarding this whole thing I've ever heard, but so Pete and dad are talking and dad's just trying to get reassurance that this thing is real. Pete makes the mistake of, well, if it ended today and before he can even get the sentence out, dad's like, well, it doesn't end today. <laughs> Rejected him just like one of the Auburn post defenders in the lane. By the way, dad's actually a coach on the bench for Bruce Pearl. Like this guy's legit. Yeah. He's a head man, head number two. Yeah. I looked it up. He's number two. Yeah, like Chad. He was in the Final Four last year. Yeah, Chad Pruitt's a badass. Um, much respect to him. Uh, yeah. So, so clearly, he does not get the reassurance he looks for. Uh, this thing wraps up. Pete and Madison are happy, but you know, when asking for Dad's approval, he says, "Well, I can't give my one hundred percent stamp, but I can't close the door on it either because I just met the guy." Which, he's clearly not in love with the pageantry of The Bachelor and its gamesmanship, but such a realistic level-headed take that you can only expect from a member of the Pruitt family. Who, they Just give them a reality TV show, ABC. America needs to learn how to act, and the Pruitts are the one to teach it. You know what America needs? It needs me to go to a Pruitt family dinner <laughs> with Madison having the special plate and having me give her a compliment. Because, you know, Peter... She's such a gracious person. She'd give you the plate because you're a guest. Re- regardless, I would I would give it right back <coughs> just so I could compliment her. When Peter goes, "Oh, she just drives me to be a better person," I'm like, "You took the political way out, Bravo!" But I would just be talking about that rocking body she has, that beautiful <laughs> smile. I don't know that Chad would keep you around, but I feel like I already know Chad. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I would hope he would, uh, you know. That that's kind of my dream there, Peter. You did great. Um, I'm just saying, I probably would have took a different direction of complimenting Madison. Um, going back to <clears throat> the conversation with the father, uh, you know, he's a straight shooter. He's a basketball coach. He deals with you know men on a daily basis. And, you know, that's what his job is to basically deal with young men who are probably better options to marry Madison than Peter. Yeah, at least one. they were in the Final Four. One of those guys is going to be a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. They play in the SEC. They might already be millionaires. But, um, yeah, but, you know, Pete, I wonder, like, off camera, if he was like, hey, like, wink, 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 call me son. But, like, yeah. I'm your new son. You know what? In that alternate universe where that happens, my respect for Pete quadruples. Yeah, but you know Pete didn't do that. No, he you know didn't. Pete didn't do that. But on the in the event that it did, suddenly I'm team Pete. Right. Or, or at least thinking about it. Um, you know, the one thing I did pick up and I don't know if you were going to bring it up here was Madison wanted to tell Pete that she was falling in love with him, but she seems to have doubts about him. Good. Exactly. And, you know, she said it, you know, I want to get to that point, but something's holding me back. She doesn't know. Maybe she senses that Pete is a man of God. Possible. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be, uh, I feel like this whole religion thing is going to be, you know, a huge uh, you know, factor going through, um, especially with Fantasy Suite coming up. Uh, what do you do in a Fantasy Suite with a girl who's saving herself from marriage? Lot of. <laughs> if you're Pete, you figure out how to be marriage 
because she is the best of the bunch. And quite frankly, Pete, this is your shot. Yeah, Pete, you you better finger out something. <laughs> Stuttering problem again. <laughs> um, yeah, just well. <laughs> moving on. We're gonna move on to Virginia Beach, which is where Victoria resides. You know what? This date just starts with problems, even though nobody wants to acknowledge it. She has a dog. And when they go and they meet, they just let the dog run onto the damn beach and into the water, which is terrible dog ownership. Who was a random guy swimming in the ocean? I don't know, but thank God he was there. <laughs> the dog would have been shark bait. I would have been more. I was more worried about the dog than anything that could have possibly happened on this date. But little did we know that the dog being eaten by a shark would have been the least disastrous part of this. So they have the Hunter Hayes concert that they go to. At her favorite bar, and so we found a country singer that Victoria has not been with. Well, allegedly. I, I'm just going to hope that I'm right. I don't but, Another country so- singer I don't know. I, I recognize the song, but not... Yeah, we're, we're not exactly getting big namers. Chase Rice is pretty freaking cool, though. I didn't, I didn't know who Chase Rice was. Chase Rice is a cool-ass dude after I looked him up. I didn't yeah. know who he was going in. I, I told you, I won the Outland Trophy with him as a, playing NCAA 07 back in the day. But I digress. So this part of the date actually goes well, and then Peter runs into an old friend or an ex or whatever she may have been, Marissa Pence on Instagram. Um, and she gives him several warnings about Victoria We'll just cut to the stri- we'll cut to the chase on it, and we're gonna inject a little bit of reality Steve knowledge here. Victoria's a homewrecker, broke up several marriages in the Virginia Beach area. Women, hide your mans if you see her walking down the street, because she- she's wrecking homes left and right over here. Victoria, I am going to stand up for you right now because it's not your job to save a marriage that you are not in. It is a man's job to keep it in his pants. Okay, temptation is the devil, and they have given in. You did nothing wrong, Victoria. The Pruitt family may have just accepted you back in, so that that's good for you. You've earned that. But either way, this leads to when he gets to the hometown, or the home, Pete decides to talk to her about it, and everything just goes to hell. Um... I'm not even sure what to make of this argument other than it appeared Pete was actually... Tr- I gotta give Pete a little credit here. He was the sane one and appeared to just be trying to have a conversation about this. And she just flipped the switch on him and went off. And he doesn't meet the family, which... But when, did you watch? Did you see the end of it when the family was waiting? Yeah. I mean, he might have just been afraid of the Nana kisses. <laughs> Like, may, that might have been the end game was just to avoid that. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I had this idea about who Victoria was. You know, I thought she was the shelter girl who was afraid to show her body. Um, yeah, that's the impression I got going into the modeling. Yeah, and, you know, 
I did a little Instagram stalking, and this girl is free on the gram. Like, free. Like, there's not a lot of clothing on her gram at all. She is, you know, she's around because Pete probably looked at her Instagram, and he wants to get her to the fantasy suite. By Instagram stalking, he meant to say investigative reporting. It's kind of a potato-potato situation in reality TV. In our line of business, you know, there's a lot of different names we could use. I use stalking. And I give you more credit, and I say reporting. Um, She goes and finds him the next day, and they talk. It's a lot of woe is me on her end. But so I come out of this for as bad as the Kelsey hometowner went. And like I said, Pete Maslow said thank you when she said she was in love with him. I'm thinking, I don't think Kelsey's winning. But it looks like she might make it to the next week. I'm feeling pretty good about that. There's no way Victoria recovers from this. Yeah, you know, business decisions, though. Pete knows what's coming up next, Fantasy Suite. It's really, Pete didn't even have to have a hometown date to decide that. He knows who his top two are, Hannah Ann and Madison. Okay, so for the third one, you're just looking for a little play, pal. Yeah, it's it's all about who's getting the bronze medal at this point. Um, but coming out of that, I'm thinking it's Kelsey that's getting it. So, at this point, we're going to transition over to stealing Kelly for a minute. We're going to talk about a few different things, and at the end, we're going to talk about the rose ceremony and wrap this thing up and get some things out for next week. So here we are with this week's edition of Can I Steal You for a Minute? And here we are with an instant reaction version of this week's segment of Can I Steal You for a Minute with Kelly. Kelly, how's it going over there? Oh, it's going fantastic over here. How about with you? Oh, we're great. I just wrapped up another exciting week of The Bachelor, and it was Hometowns Week. So, always a plus there. Always going to get some pivotal things. And this one was no different. Uh, just rolling through um I thought Hannah Ann's probably went the smoothest. I would agree with that. And I didn't really see that coming, quite frankly. I didn't think it was going to go poorly, but I didn't think it was going to be, by far, like the best of the bunch. Yeah, for the most part, I thought it was fine. Uh... Dad kind of reminded me of Rich Rodriguez a little bit, former uh, Michigan coach. But other than that, it was a pretty smooth date and kind of drama-free, which for Hannah Ann feels like progress. Absolutely. Um, Kelsey was next. And they went to Iowa, stomped on some grapes, made some wine. And then he met the family. And it definitely had the feel for me of a date that, like, it was all very nice, but didn't seem like anybody was feeling anything there. And the fact that she said she was in love with him, and he damn near said thank you, that felt like a bad sign. Yeah, I didn't feel as much intensity, if you will, from Peter within that date. Um, and I'm, I mean intensity in a good way, in that I'm feeling so connected. This is only bringing us closer together. I just didn't 
feel that at all with this date. So I didn't love Kelsey's chances coming out of this. Yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of go out of order here and just say, in spite of the fact that I didn't love Kelsey's chances, after seeing the Victoria F. dumpster fire of a hometown date, I really loved Kelsey and everyone else's chances of going to next week. You know, I think there's always been something <coughs> about Victoria for Peter. And I th- I think it's almost one of those in- intangible connections that they just have that and he just feels it despite all of the hard times that they go through. And I want to stand up for Peter here because I think the way he handled everything that went down that night, I think he did the very best he could. He wanted to have an honest conversation to go into meeting her parents with um, nothing clouding his mind at all. And Victoria just kind of Victoria it out again. And it's tough to watch that happen over and over again and not think, Man, that's that's a red flag for how the rest of your life could be together. Do you want to pursue that more? I'm not surprised that he gives her a rose, I'll be honest. I feel like he's so drawn to her that he can't send her home yet. But I do hope that Peter takes some time to really think through with the constant drama and needing to work through things. Is this something that's good for me in the long run? Because I don't know. Yeah, I felt like she had already accepted defeat at the rose ceremony, but... Well, we'll come back to that shortly. Uh, Madison's hometown date, I think that was the most interesting. She He got to see Auburn, saw Charles Barkley, got to meet Bruce Pearl. Uh, got to do the whole Auburn experience, and... Then when he met her family, it seemed to go well. I thought her dad was the most grounded in reality out of anybody because he said, no, I can't just sit there and sign off on you marrying him, but I'm not closing the door on it either. Yeah, I thought that was a great moment. So, yeah, that's probably how most normal people would react, but just out of character for The Bachelor. But overall, I think it goes pretty well. And, I mean, Madison, I think, just continues to maintain her lead after all. Madison's definitely been a frontrunner for me this whole time. But I'm really curious to see how next week's dates are going to go. Um, I think this hometown date really showed Madison that there's a lot that she hasn't necessarily shared. uh, Or at least shared to the fullest. And I think it's really weighing on her. Um, needing to talk to him and and finally share that with him. And I don't think it really occurred to her until she was at home with her family how important it was going to be so quickly to do that. So I'm just curious to see how it goes. I hope it goes well for them because they're adorable. Yeah, so we get to the rose ceremony and Kelsey gets sent home, which... I guess isn't horribly surprising because I just thought they lacked that fire on the hometown date, but if you're watching the episode tonight and you're Kelsey and you learn of the just epic 
trash heap that was the Victoria F group date. How do you feel? Hmm. Like, I, I, I lost out on the metal stand of that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a tough feeling. I think the feeling, if I were in her shoes, that would sink in more for me was he clearly didn't love me. Because if that happens and I still don't get picked, he is clearly not where I'm at. And that's really sad and unfortunate, but definitely would be for the best in that scenario. Because there's no there's no way to have our relationship move forward. If after all of that, I'm still not what you're looking for. Yeah, so in the end, after starting off pretty batshit crazy... Kelsey actually became a fairly likable character, and uh, nothing but the best to the former Miss Iowa. If she would like to come and discuss on the podcast, the door is always open. Any final thoughts going into next week? You know, I I just want to see how the rest of it unfolds. I I'm rooting for Madison and Hannah Ann to be my final two here, so... I guess I'm just hoping to get to the point where I, I see that come to fruition. Yep, Team Madison over here. Um, but yeah, her and Hannah Ann appear to be the two front runners, and so hopefully, hopefully Pete just gets Victoria F out of his life, because that's clearly going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. As always, thanks for letting me steal you for a minute. You got it. And that was this week's edition of Can I Steal You for a Minute? Thank you, as always, Kelly. Um, so we get to the rose ceremony, which it's in an airplane hangar because Pete's a pilot, in case anyone forgot. Pilot Pete. It's Pilot Pete, that's why we called it Flight School. There's a strong chance we're renaming this podcast after the season. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll worry about that once we, uh, we get there, but like, so Flight School's probably done. Yeah, there. I I really don't want this to be a pilot Pete podcast. After this, we we might just do Stumptown for a year to forget about it. But we're we're committed now. Uh, so Hannah Ann gets the first rose, which might have been a slight upset, only because normally Madison does. He's just I, playing a few mind games. I feel like. Yeah, I don't think Madison's remotely nervous, and that's rewarded because she gets a rose as well. And then it was a little bit of a surprise to me. But Victoria F., in spite of everything, gets a rose. And Kelsey's heading back home. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. Because you touched on this earlier. How... Do you feel if you're Kelsey... Because you said how do you feel if you're different people watching... If you're Kelsey watching this episode and you see Victoria Epstate and say to yourself, I lost to that, that can't be a great feeling. Yeah, um, <coughs> I, I have, I should probably, there's some things that I should, shouldn't say and I'm not going to say, believe it or not. Yeah, fair. And, um... It comes down to one thing and one thing only. Like I said, for the third place girl, you're looking at who you who you would rather bang. 
And there's no question Victoria F over Kelsey when it comes down to that category. Maybe she won Miss Iowa. <laughs> How much competition is in Iowa? She's the Midwest champion of The Bachelor. There's nothing to hang your head about, that's Kelsey. Like, that's like winning Miss Albion, okay? I went to Albion. I love Albion. But if you're if you're pronounced the best-looking girl at Albion, eh, you know, you might be good-looking, but it's really not stay, saying much. There's not a lot of... Well, There's not a lot of competition. We just lost our Albion audience, so uh, Adrian Kalamazoo, step up to replace it, please. You know, I think most of our audience that are from Albion are men, and I think if anything, they're going, they're probably saying, "Hell yeah, Kowski, hell yeah, <laughs> you're right." Uh, I'm going to trust you on this one, so that's more than fine. Uh, hey, shout out Greener! I know you're an avid listener, Albion alum. Go Brits! Go Brits! I don't even know if any Chippewas are listening, but fire up chips. Conference I, I, champions, Albion. Yeah. Tyler Conklin's listening, I think. So, oh yeah, I saw that last night. Good job. Um, so that, yeah, Kelsey's out, and then there were three. It's Victoria F, who I think is on the outside looking in, and then we've got the two heavyweights, Madison and Hannah Ann. I think Madison's still a favorite here at this point. There's but, a big cliffhanger going into next week that we probably should address next week. Yeah. I was going to say, we, uh, I guess we could save it for next week at this point. But hometowns did not disappoint this year. No. Just a little word of advice. Hannah Ann, Victoria F., your second and third, respectively. There's one way to get to the top. And that's discussing it on this podcast. <laughs> and that's banging your way to the top, okay? We know Madison isn't going to do it, and we'll talk about that more next week. Give it your best shot, girls, and may the best woman win. Yep. I Once again, I'm conflicted. I want Madison to win because she is a winner, and that's what winners do. Four-time state champion. But at the same time... Might not be the worst thing to sit a couple plays out and maybe take a dive on this one. So, till next week, hope you guys enjoyed it. And hope you enjoy making your Friday another fly day. Because we'll actually publish it on time this week. That'll be two weeks in a row. And that statement will have some relevance. Anything else? Nope, I'm good. Me too. Alright, see you later.